Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl J. Cox here. I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. 40 Strategy was created to help small and medium-sized businesses, CEOs, and entrepreneurs to envision a new future that they're capable of hitting, but more importantly, help them design a plan to actually get it done. Go to 40strategy.com to learn more. We also just recently announced with Profit First Community to help entrepreneurs manage their financials and help them reach their profits goals faster. To learn more, go to Profit First professionals.com. Profit First was inspired by Mike Michalowicz, whose mission is to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty. I love that. And I still a little shout out to Mike, who is back on Measure Success Podcast number 64. So with that, we're going to welcome our guest here, Divya Parekh. Uh, Divya is a 10-time number one bestselling author, which is the most of any guest, by the way, that we have. So that's pretty incredible. Um, she combines her years of neuroleadership, writing experience, and positioning coaching to help high-achieving business leaders uncover their potential, build confidence in their life's narrative, and write an authority-building book so they can get rec recognized as the trusted leader in their industry. This positioning has helped garner the authority and social proof to create influence and drive impact. Her team has helped 165 authors and counting to become the number one best-selling authors and garner six-figure opportunities. David, thank you so much and welcome to the Measure Success Podcast. Thank you so much, Carl, for having me on your show. Really appreciate it. So tell us more, uh, first tell us more about your business. So it's really fascinating. I mean, because you started this on your own because you saw a problem. And, and so I want you to share a little bit about that background and now talk about what you're doing today on a regular basis. Absolutely. So I just want to go a little bit back in time. And folks, I guarantee I'm not from dinosaur age, although my experience and looks may be indicative of that. I just want to share that since the time I grew up, what I found was that there were so many people, regardless whether men or women or children, people would hesitate to speak their truth. And when I'd ask them, they'd say, oh, what if it hurts somebody else's feelings? Oh, I don't wanna be seen this way. And that continued not only amongst my friends, not only during school and college years and corporate world in Fortune 50, Fortune 500 companies when I was running multi-million dollar projects, also in the entrepreneurial world. And what that led, and I got to share that I was very fortunate to have very liberal and very supportive parents where I got to even share that, which may sound very cliche. I just knew how to be a person. And when I talk about a person is that a person who has no limitations. And does that mean I didn't have failures? Gosh, folks, I've had so many failures and falls that I can't even share. So fast forward, I was in entrepreneurship and I found that as I was coaching a lot of corporate leaders, corporate women, including men, even to this day, I work with a lot of from CEO, C-suite down to 
incoming Z generation, and I'm hearing this so many times, imposter syndrome. And I don't know if you've heard of it, Carl, empty suit syndrome, where a lot of millennials and Z generation find themselves climbing the ladder quick and fast, but find that they are questioning themselves if they are ready for that next level job. So seeing all that and myself experiencing, as you saw, so this is the problem. And also I saw that problem in myself when I was writing my first book. The origination was, oh yeah, I can write. I've written so many reports. I used to write poems, short stories. But I went through a very similar journey like what I'm describing. Who am I to write? Are people going to read it? Oh, what if people think I'm someone who has got no business of sharing my thoughts and opinions? So went through that. And coming from a research science background, I went to the bottom of it, learned from great masters all around the world and started writing. And every time I still face that, the only difference is that fears are going to be there. They're part of our normal physiological buildup. I've learned to cope with it. I've learned to walk through it because as they say, fear is not the absence. Courage is not the absence of fear. It courage is about looking fear in the face and moving through it. So I saw that need. And then additionally, as I was writing and publishing books, a couple of indie publishers. So indie publishers are people who help you write books that are of good quality and then you don't know how to navigate the whole publishing process. And they took me for a ride. And that's just one of the few problems that I have experienced. And I could sit here and outline my failures and falls like whole day long. Probably could write epic about it. So now that said, I saw that problem. And what I saw was that people but not supporting entrepreneurs, business leaders, high achievers to hold their hand. Because think about it, when somebody's writing a book, it's almost like taking your baby and going and looking for a daycare. You're leaving your baby with them. So because they're scared, when you're sharing a piece of your heart and soul, book is something, you put it out there, it's gone. It's not like you create a social media post and just today <laughs> had created a reel and the last piece had gone first and first piece had gone third. So it was like <laughs> really bad video reel. So I just went there, deleted it and done. And then I was able to repost it. Book is not like that. Once you write it, you're putting, you're putting a stake in the ground and claiming that, hey, I'm basing my reputation on it. I am claiming my stand. So it's, it's, it's a lot more terrifying to most of us. And maybe there may be some authors, it's not terrifying. Now it's how do you move through? And that's what germinated the idea of helping others as people started seeking me out. Hey, you keep on writing book after book after book. How are you doing it? That's the story call. Uh, and I and I love that. And you, and once again, you're you're at ten. Is that correct? You've uh, completed ten books. So, 
it's interesting when you get to that much of volume, are you at this point, are you like, I can run, I could write now 10 more, or are you at, I can't, I can't think of more details. I'm kind of curious about that, right? Is this the, the success that you've had with the previous ones? Is that just continue to foster? Because it's still a labor of love, right? To be able to produce each book that you're doing. <laughs> you said it, it is a labor of love. No, I love writing. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't face writer's block, all of the above. It's I could like narrate what do I go through? And especially like, you know, when my book goes to my editors, I'm just kind of sitting there, clenching my teeth. What are they going to say or sending it to beta readers? The thing is that I love challenging myself. And what happens is that as you go through life, I'm an avid learner. I'm a lifelong learner. And as I keep on learning, what's amazing is that it's almost like peeling that onion. You keep on that layer after layer and you find, oh, there's more to say. There's more to learn. There's more to say. There's a whole lot more to be. There's a whole lot more to impact others because that's my mission. In the next 10 years, I want to impact million people. And of course, that's not going to happen all on my own. It's connecting with collaborators like yourself, where so kindly you're allowing me to share my message with others so that more people are impacted. And there's always more to say. And you're going to say, hmm, you like to talk a lot. And I can say that, you know, I could sit there and talk for days together. Because as you open up, it's just amazing. You learn from... As I connected with you, I learned little, little pieces from everyone else. And if you're open and curious, it's amazing how much you can have to say, how much you can have to impact, and how much you can be more. When you first started, once again, really early stages of, of you deciding to actually have this be a part of your business, right, which is to helping others to write books. You, you talked about some of these really big challenges that you had when we were kind of pre-talking about doing this. Can you share some of these, I, I know from my perspective, almost like horror stories, right, of, of how you felt like it wasn't healthy, what you were experiencing beforehand, and why you decided to go about doing it from your perspective? Very healthy. And here's what I'll share that coming from a science background, I'll share a couple of things also. There are studies after studies that show that if you write, not only journaling, if you write, it's very cathartic for you. It's very healing. My authors, time after time after time, they've come and said, that was so wonderful. I became clear on what I offer. So I'm not just talking about personal journey because when you're narrowing it down, we all can sit down and talk about different things for a long period of time. And everybody has their experience. So if you're thinking that I'm the only one who can talk, no, there are, everyone is unique. Everyone has that experience and everyone has that zone of genius that they can talk about. The key is that now you've got this much information, everything's available on Google, well, most of it. Now you're taking it, you're distilling it down, you're narrowing it down. You are synthesizing the core of what you offer the core of your value, and you're laying it in such a way that it is entertaining, it's educating, 
And it is something that will build trust in your reader. So you're addressing a lot of issues. So it's very normal to feel that way. And I feel to this day, like when I'm writing, oh, I want to write this, I want to write this, I want to write this. Even though I'm talking about a topic, the key is that when you start writing a book, the more you focus, the more you niche it down, the more you're able to go in deep. So it's again, it's about the process. And of course, like in, in my initial days, I did not know how to get started. I did not know how to be very cohesive. I did not know how to be precise and educational and entertaining. So it's about learning. And that's where having somebody by your side who has traveled the road before makes a huge, huge difference. So for example, I'll just kind of share one of the horror stories. Like one of my clients had come to me and gentleman had been writing for almost three years. And then we looked at his manuscript. So even before we signed up together, I told him that we will be recommending a whole lot of changes. Are you open for that? I'll be telling you a lot of things that you don't want to hear because you're not signing me up to tell you what you already know. And we went back and forth and then he agreed and we revamped his manuscript completely. But that doesn't mean that he lost his voice. That doesn't mean that he lost his creative control. Once he was done, he was so happy with it. And then what he shared was that I've become so clear on my coaching. I've become so clear on what I offer. I've become so clear in the transformation that people go through, that corporates go through. He's an executive coach. And he was able to get several coaching contracts after writing a book. So those are just some of the stories, some of the, <laughs> there is so much to it that it's hard to touch given the time we have. Yeah, of, of course, of course. So in your business side of what you do, you know, of, of this business that you currently have, um, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned this uh, vision, right, to impact a million, I think you said a million people, right, through that. Um, Tell us about, so do you have, I'm curious, do you have a strategic plan for yourself and for your organization? Uh, so tell us a little bit about that and, and, and how often, is it a three-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan? And, and then how often do you check it, if you may, you know, to, to make sure it's working for you? Absolutely. So it's a 10-year plan and that is related to our authors. It's related to people that we help. So the way we do, like, you know, we are keeping milestones is that we're sort of, it is in the ballpark range. You're not going to know the exact numbers. So for example, let's say the strategic is that we want to create the frontline influencers. And when I talk about frontline influencers is that people who may be so much knowledgeable, they've got so much to offer and yet they're hesitant. So when we are working with them, then they are basically like able to see what they're able to offer. And then the focus shifts from themselves to the reader or to their audience or to the person they're helping. And as such, what happens is that they're confident and it's not about 
then it becomes about somebody else. And when it becomes about somebody else, they step into their power. And of course, depending on where we are helping them from ideation of a book to taking it to a bestseller, to marketing, to their business or for close creations or making a book portal to the rest of their business for speaking engagements and garnering coaching opportunities or consulting opportunities or online speaking events or in-person speaking events. So what we do is, so for example, let's say one of our authors got speaking engagement through five speaking engagements. And so we are reaching out to our authors and asking them on a, you know, like a catch up calls that what have you achieved this year? Who have you touched? So that kind of gives, so this is not, not anything that I do or my team does. This is through our authors. And we have already found that we have gone already around like, you know, 300,000 people just thought it's not about the books. It's about how they're speaking, who they're touching, how many followers they are now. Do we know that they're touching each and every one of them? We don't know that. And, but we know the scope that can happen, like a piece that's being created. So that's one of the ways we measure. And then of course we have a certain, like in that million, we have three to four tiers. And one of the tiers is to help entrepreneurs globally. So profits from some of my books and profits from some of the other ventures we are doing is, for example, Kiva.org, we donate portion of the profits to that. So yes, it's only maybe let's say, you know, we've been able to help 100 entrepreneurs, but we are also counting the families and nearby. So it's about the multiplying effect, about the magnification that you're not just helping one person, you're helping their family too. Hope it makes sense. Yeah, no, it did. I did. I So that is a great part of your longer range goal to, to once again, to spread the impact of what you're doing. And you're doing that through the authors and you're doing that through the giving that takes place. And I think that's uh, awesome in the way that you're keeping track of that. It's part of one of my goals too, is to impact, positively impact a million people, but measuring that is a challenge, right? How do you know? How do you know what you don't know? Um, and then how do you, how can you track those different areas? And so uh, it is a, it's a, I appreciate you sharing about that. So how do you, I mean, that's obviously one way you're measuring success in your business, right? Is, is that side behind it? Is there any other like core thing that you're measuring? That's a key, key perform. It's a, it's a critical key performance indicator for you that you're having success. Oh, absolutely. My client's success is my success. Like we are making sure that it's not just about, okay, you've written your book and you're out. So we are reaching out and we're checking in if there's something we can provide them. And of course it depends, like, you know, how much do they sign up? So it's not like one and done. So for example, recently one of uh, uh, Penny, she's a hypnotist. She has been approached by a doctor who's going to be using her book nationwide. So right there is like probably like thousands of people being using her book. Then another like uh, going back to statistics, if you want to do like, you know, a couple of my pieces have been picked up by Pearson's and it's printed in thousands of books. So if I were to just kind of count that way, I've probably achieved 
over 600,000. But to me, it's not just about the number. It's about building a person up. To me, when a person is able to see, so I talk about like three simple steps. I see you. So first of all, I don't work with anyone, just anyone. Reason being because people are on different stages in their life's journey. People got to be hungry. People got to be ready to step off the sidelines and be ready to step into their power and shine the light for others. So let's say somebody's ready. I see that potential in them. Then together when we work, they see their potential through my eyes that how awesome they are. Then they're able to see themselves. So we are going from being aware but not ready to being ready and leading. So that's one of the biggest measures because when a person comes into play, and one thing I'll share is that one person impacted is too many impacted because it's there are studies that have shown that happiness is around three degrees or six degrees. I don't want to like, <laughs> I've forgotten, but it's not only your friend who's getting impacted, but your friend's friend is getting impacted. So that's one of the things. And of course, I also want to bring it back home where my team is my family, people who are helping me because I can't help everybody write books. We have got experts for marketing. We have got experts on book editing. We have got experts on book formatting, experts in graphic designers. We have got so many connections, media recognition, and helping them get awards and media exposure. So all of my partners are also growing. They're able to see their worth as well. And to me, that is so priceless that when you have a family of 100 people and then they go out, million is nothing. You can touch so much more. So when that is happening, of course, what happens is business is booming. So it's, you gotta like look from several different angles. And again, given the time, I'll just touch upon a couple of angles. So it's about purpose. Are you staying on your purpose? Because when there is purpose, you can embrace uncertainty. And especially as you know, how much uncertainty we have been going through past few years. So embracing yourself, that's my first measure. For myself and for my family, my family comes first. And then secondly, that we are producing impact for others and we measure through that. And third is also profits for all of us because later down the road, I'm not going to share, but I have a huge dream where I wanna set up a nonprofit organization and help the youth in a way, so. That's great. Um, okay, so let's let's flip to the personal side now here um, and, and talk about you've got a lot going on. You're in, you know, you just mentioned you all these different books you've personally written. You've had uh, your business, uh, past businesses. Uh, you have family. What are you doing on a regular basis to maintain good habits, right? So you can continue to perform at a at the peak that you're doing on a regular basis? So that is recognizing that you'll not be performing at your peak every day in every single moment of your life, knowing that you're going to fail, knowing that you're going to fall. 
It's okay to fail. It's okay to fall. In my dictionary, what's not okay is to give up. Because it's important to accept the situation. Because sometimes there are situations that are totally out of our control. Just accepting is not enough. It's about taking the responsibility that whatever hand I've been dealt, whatever the situation is, I'm going to own the responsibility of my life and do something about it. Whether it's a tiny baby step or a major leap. Now, how do I do that? I'll share that most of the days, I do not start my day till like 10 o'clock in the morning. My calendar is booked. So I have, I pair off my time very like, you know, for me, time is very, very critical. I'm very judicious about my time. So my morning routine, whether it is doing my meditation, my nature walk, or having a coffee with a friend, I guard my time very zealously or zealously, however you pronounce it. And allowing mindfulness in. Mindfulness is so awesome. Being present in the moment. So if things don't happen, they don't happen. So I'll just kind of give like one quick example. I was supposed to present at a summit and internet crashed. So rather than like, oh my God, oh my God, hyperventilating, this is going to happen. It has happened, so what can I do? And surprisingly, I was speaking around mindfulness. I took my phone and just joined over there. I apologize that I was not looking all great in the sense that screen is short and it's not what they had asked with the mic and all that, but I was there and they were fine and I was fine. So those are just one of those things. And of course, <laughs> there are days where like, you know, chocolate helps, chocolate. <laughs> uh, one of my wife's chocolate really, really helps and having friend support and understanding that you'll fail. I'll go back to what I started with. Throughout the day, everyone has moments. You plan like, oh, I'm going to make this day the best day ever yet. Then yet you have some time where you might be complaining, where you may be looking at, oh, it's hot. Oh, it's cold. So it's like, when it's cold, we still complain. It's cold when it's hot, we complain it's too hot. So just being human. And I think so being human helps me go a long way that it's human to err and yet it's human to get up again and keep at it. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing that. So then you, you mentioned a couple of different things, but if you'd like to say one thing, how would, how would you say you measure success then in your personal life? By how I'm feeling. So for example, if I'm feeling frazzled, then I take a brain check that fine, a launch is coming up. And if this hasn't happened, what's the worst thing that could happen? Bringing in mindfulness again and more so like experiencing, am I sticking to my routine? So there are a lot of different ways where I can measure, am I working in all the directions or is it just one, like working on my 
family. And when I talk about family, it includes my blood family and it includes my family by choice. It includes family of my team members. Then am I personally happy at the end of the day? Did I feel like I achieved something? Did I do something for someone? So, and as you will see, I am not counting money in that. And you may be surprised, like, hmm, because what I'll tell you is that when you share and when you serve, money has a way of coming in. Thank you. No, I, I love what you shared there. Um, I think it's really, really good insights. So, and, and I always like it when I get different answers, you know, that you definitely shared some different things that I've heard in the past year. We are at our 70th episode. So I appreciate you giving some different insights than we've had from some different guests. What is a book that you'd recommend for our audience? Mm, I'll say one of the books is by Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and I and influence people and influence people yeah, yes yeah. because yeah. i'll tell you like even if you're walking down the street don't think that there is no impact you're having just think about it when you're walking down the street with your neighbor you're just waving and saying hello and asking after them how are you doing or just smiling even at a stranger and of course i'm not saying you go smiling at a stranger and people think like you're a freak or people think you're somebody crazy. So of course, depending where you're at, like let's say if you are at the grocery store, just kind of saying thank you that, hey, you know, so thankful that you're behind that plastic or if it, there's no plastic anymore, you know, you're over there and you have continued to keep us pr providing food over these tough times. So there's like tiny little things. And that's one of the things that I am always inviting anyone, everyone is every month to give one hour of your time, one hour of your time with no strings attached, whether it's to your family or to your community or to your environment, whatever you're passionate about, just give it and you'll feel so good about it. Awesome. Great, great advice uh, on that and an excellent book um, as well. So how can people learn more about you and your business? Well, you can definitely reach out to me at contact.divyaparik.com or my website, entrepreneur.divyaparik.com. I can be found on LinkedIn, Instagram, Make a Message a Movement, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Haven't gone to TikTok yet, thinking about it. And just reach out, set up a call and happy to serve and support you. This has been a real privilege uh, to be able to have you on the Measures as podcast. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Carl. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And to everyone else who's listening, to all our guests, thank you for listening. And we're wishing you the very best at measuring your success and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.